this week on the Erotic Awakening Podcast. Being old, being young, and being 24 for 26. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as simply fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Dean and Don at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. You'll have to uh, continue on without me. I'm looking at Reddit. At Reddit? Yeah, I've got some surfing to do. and um... Uh-huh. You know I did that because I couldn't sleep last night, and you can really, really get <laughs> sunk in rabbit holes. I My eyes started burning, and I was like, what? Oh, I haven't blinked. Okay. <laughs> so don't do that now. We'll lose you. Yes, and the reason we bring that up is because you recently had an interesting experience that you, I said, well, go ask Reddit. You Reddit, did, and yes. I, I, that's what I was reading and then started <laughs> spiraling down. So um, to catch up our listeners, so today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about an experience uh, that we have with being learning about something new that even though has, we're old <laughs> even though we're old and then we also have a podcast with heather who is one of the uh, ran one of the tng groups and knows the history and all the players in tng and that's this next generation mm-hmm. which is a group intended for younger people uh, 18 to 35 etc right. and you'll find out more about that at the end uh, the second half of this podcast yeah though so i think we should um uh, talk about TNG a little bit and the fact that it is for um, 18 to 35 or in this area 19 to 35 because of you know they meet here at the space which is a 19 and over facility and um, I, I think I'm wanting to mention it because they just had a TNG gather here mm-hmm. and people that were way older than 35 showed up so I don't know that a lot of new people in the communities, I think some of us take it for granted that everybody knows what TNG stands for and don't reiterate that it's right. for the younger crowd. <laughs> yes. So because we had two single people show up that were at least twice the cutoff age. Uh-huh. <laughs> so and the whole point of TNG is to have a safe space for the younger crowd because there is a generational gap there. Right. When they're learning different things, they want to do it with people of their own age. So they still mingle with other ages, you know, at other events. But, um, yeah. So I just want to throw that out there. So TNG, the next generation. So, yeah. Isn't it funny that enough time has passed that the people that are currently involved in TNG groups, when we say, oh, it stands for the next generation, they're old enough now, they don't know what the connotation is to that Star Trek. The right, that is about Star Trek. Well, you know what else just hit me? Huh. Our oldest son, because I was like, oh, yes, now we understand TNG. I used to be like elitist, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not not letting me in because I'm older than 35. And um, though I could now because I'm dating someone that's younger than 35. But it just struck me, oh, yeah, but that's where we can send our kids to if they have any interest And then I got to thinking our oldest kid, almost close to the age out. Wow. He's almost close enough to the age. Yeah, he's he's, he's a couple years off, but our kid is almost able to age out of that. Oh, I'm feeling old right now. You're just looking at me with your mouth open like, 
What the fuck? How did we get here? Do you know the last episode of Star Trek? Do you remember watching Star Trek the next episode, the next generation? Yes. Now you probably weren't the sci-fi nerd that I was. No. And didn't necessarily watch the first episode. The first episode of the next generation? Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay, but you watched the show some. I watched the show some. Oh, Do you yeah. know when it went off the air? No. Take a guess. I would say 80-something. Well, fuck, what are you talking 80-something? Is that when it started? You, like six when it stopped? No. Uh, well, actually, that's much older than that. No, it was 1994. Okay. It's been All off right. the air since 1994. Okay. Isn't that weird? Oh, um, my God. So the, the point, oh, podcast listeners are wondering what the fuck's this got to do with kink and pussy and sex and sex toys. Uh, what does it have to do with any of that stuff? I don't know. The fact that we're old and saying it over and over today well, <laughs> and not following our friend's advice who no, doesn't yeah, count birthdays the, yeah, anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> a couple things there. First off, uh, I don't necessarily, uh, and I have taken to that, I don't call myself old anymore. Mm-hmm. I am older than some of the people and I am younger than some of the people, but I don't mm-hmm. view myself, I certainly don't view myself as old. Yeah, true. That's very true. We don't talk like that a lot. But we do have opportunities to explore some areas mm-hmm. due to the fact that our biological clock has been ticking for a little longer than it used to. That's true. For example, speaking of Reddit, on the uh, poly... So Reddit, if you don't know, is just this website that is supposedly the... Everything on the internet ends up on Reddit. If you're interested in anything, there's a group for it on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And so far, I'm finding that to be true. And there's links to everything, all the other news articles, blah, blah, blah. Um, but someone on there called me old. Oh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we are going to talk about that. But I had recently posted to the polyamory group about being a low libido male. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily low libido compared to the rest of the world for people of my age group, mm-hmm. but for compared to my partner. Right. And in this case, partners. Right. Right. So that is one of the things. But that is absolutely one of the things that has changed about me is my interest in and um, general interest in fucking. <laughs> Just yeah. to put it nice, right? <laughs> has changed as I have spent more time on this earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you're saying uh, you have just discovered an interesting thing, which isn't really about you being old. But just the fact that the comment was made of you're 50 years old and you've just you've never heard of this before. Why are you asking this question? Uh-huh. So and um, do you want to know what the question is? Absolutely. So well, now I forget how I worded it. I bet it's right here. Oh, it's right here. Look, I still have read it open. <laughs> huh, go me. It says, I, 50-year-old female, so I was upfront with how old I am, right? Have just experienced a gushing for the first time. What is it? So, and um, basically I talked about how um, the new vibe that we got, the satisfier mm-hmm. from yeah. Adam and Eve, um, they, they pumped it up so much when they were on the show that I told myself I was going to try it, even though it was a vibrator. It is a very different kind of toy it is not a regular vibrator it is very different and what it does is very different Mm -hmm. and um it mimics something that i really like in oral sex and i was only maybe in i don't know 40 seconds into using it and all of a sudden i just gushed and i'm like what the hell Because I'd already gone to the bathroom before trying it, right? Mm-hmm. So this just totally took me by surprise. And um, so I went on I went on to Reddit because it didn't happen during an orgasm. 
I hadn't orgasmed. I hadn't even started feeling the buildup that I feel for an orgasm. Mm -hmm. I hadn't even started feeling that. I mean, I had just started it and that happened. So, and, and you asked me about it. I did. I asked you and you're like, I don't know. And, but I thought you would know because we've interviewed what two different people on squirting on the podcast. Mm -hmm. One of them wrote a book that we had. (laughs) And one of them gave us a video uh, right. Eight or 12 episodes that we tried to. Right. So, and we kept trying to do that and trying to do that. And I just figured maybe my body was built different. So, because I know you've tried it with me. And like I said, you, you, we tried it for weeks. We tried all kinds of stuff and all kinds of tricks and all kinds of, you know, whatever. And um, I'm betting Big D, he, he's done some things with me that feels like they've had agendas to them. He hasn't specifically <laughs> said, I'm trying to make you squirt, but... uh. You know, I, I feel like that's what he's attempted to do with no luck. And because um, he knows it's on my, my bucket list, right? Well, now I think I did it by accident. But I'm not exactly right. sure that's what it was because it wasn't during an orgasm. And I really got some good replies, and, though. And that was one of the, the things that I didn't know mm-hmm. was that uh, that squirting and orgasm, I always thought they went hand in hand. Yeah. And, they're say, and what it says is that it's not necessarily true right so but i did have one person write me and say you're 50 years old and you don't know what squirting is that's female ejaculation that just happened to you and i'm like well here's the nice thing about reddit Uh uh-huh side note no please finish what you're saying no but it's like well i know what squirting is but i wasn't orgasming so how could it be squirting but it definitely wasn't pee yeah so so you know how, how on facebook if somebody posts something you have the option of like it Mm-hmm. Or you can put little icons like a love face or something mm-hmm. like that. Right, right. Uh, on Reddit, you do the same thing except for you upvote or downvote, mm-hmm. right? I just went to go look at your thread. Right. I can't see. I had to find that comment about being 50 because it's at negative 18 points because people have downvoted it into the ground because oh. they agree it is not an appropriate opportunity. Oh, it's not the right it. thing to say. Okay. It, it's It's... It can be the right thing to say. It can be. It's interesting that you're 50 and you've just squirted well, for the first time. Well, if they had said that, right. if, if that's interesting, not you're 50 and you've never heard of squirt. It felt very attacking for a moment. But yeah. you're right. People did downvote it. So but um, so let me let me explain the toy a little bit. Okay. So and then because I've um, people on FetLife have been going, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. And I haven't told anybody else that I actually squirted with this one. <laughs> So um, I thought I was going to save it for the podcast. But it's, it's a, uh, God, what? It's about as long as my hand, maybe. And I really can't describe it. You're probably going to have to put a picture somewhere of this. But it's called the Satisfier 1. Next... Oh, really? What? It's the Satisfier 1. Yeah. Well, did you know there's a Satisfier Pro 2? Oh, the good next Lord. Generation. I'd probably put it between <laughs> my legs and just flood the place. So this one, we'll, we'll work with this one for a while. So the Satisfier 1 Next Generation. And instead of vibrating, which I don't always like because it makes me numb. I mean, with the Hitachi, we've used the Hitachi and had fun with it. But I have to put fabric between me and the Hitachi because otherwise it burns. It just vibrates so much it actually burns. Mm. And um, But this one... It's kind of, it's got a suction thing in it, right? So you put it between, it says to spread your labia and put it between the labia where your clit is so that it can lightly suck your clit up. 
And then it kind of pounds, it thumps around the clit, mm -hmm. right? So it's sucking the clit, which I've explained to you with with hand visuals, knuckle visuals, how yes. I like my clit sucked on and then kind of bitten lightly underneath it, right? That's what this thing does. It pulls up the clit and then it thumps all the way around it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Flood. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? But like I said, it hadn't even started that feeling that I get right before an orgasm. Mm -hmm. You know, I usually get this, this tightening and this uh, almost like a, a fire feeling sometimes, right? And none of that had started. It was just regular 30, 40 seconds into it, still trying out the speeds. It's got 11 speeds, and I'd only gotten up to like four or five, I think. So then I was afraid. I was, I'm like, okay, well, all right, that's wet. So I have a towel in my filing cabinet. I was doing this in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Put the towel down because I'm like, if this is what happens before the orgasm, I'm kind of scared. Uh -huh. So and then... uh had the orgasm but didn't didn't squirt. But it was again. a normal normal. It was a normal, normalis normal ish orgasm. Mm -hmm. So for so, for for the way vibrators go, I, I have better orgasms when it's with a person. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'll assume you mean me. <laughs> yes. Um, would it have helped to have a dildo inside you as well? That probably I think would have helped so. the, the yeah. orgasm part. Yeah. If, if for our audience members who are wondering what the hell this thing is, I don't want you to go look for the satisfier per se. Do a search for the satisfier Pro Penguin next generation. Pro Penguin? Yes, does it look like a penguin? You gotta show me. <laughs> it does, it even has a little bow tie. It has a little bow tie, <laughs> but that is the same toy, just okay. yours doesn't have a cute little bow tie. Okay, cool. <laughs> so now I know I wanted to say that, you know, this was, oh, 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 oh. And um, so this one was from Adam and Eve. And uh, someone else said that they were going to buy one from Amazon that has a different name. Mm -hmm. So, but it does the same thing. And then someone else says right here, um, literally just bought this today. So right after they had um, read my post, they bought it and tried it 20 minutes ago. Oh my God. Did the same thing to me too. It's female ejaculate. Mm. So, oh, and then someone else says, can you add any additional info? I should probably... Oh, and, there and, are several. Can you add any additional info? Congrats on the squirt. Yeah, and and you should probably, <laughs> side note people, if you're going to go check this out yourself, head over to episode, oh, two episodes ago, 433. We have a discount code for uh, Adam and Eve buried mm -hmm. in on that episode somewhere. Yeah. Second so half a, of the episode somewhere. Yeah, and it's like a 50% yeah, discount with uh, free shipping. So, but... Awesome. It, so, it was great. It was it was neat. It was weird. And now, uh, but now I've never had to worry about squirting. And now that I've done it, oh, now that I've done it once and someone else on Reddit was very surprised that I did it with only clitoral stimulation. That usually oh, it takes internal yes, stimulation. That's what we've always seen. That's what we've always seen yeah. and always been told. So they were surprised it was external clitoral stimulation. And, um, but really, it's not. It's it's stimulation in that it pulls on the clit, but it thumps around it, too. So, And someone told me that the G-spot is actually the bundle of nerves attached mm -hmm. to the clit. So maybe it just, I have to be thumped on the outside or instead of the inside. I don't know. It's supposed to be all the same apparatus. <laughs> I'm going to rename this episode Squirty Dawn. Squirty Dawn. Well, now I'm scared that... <laughs> 
gonna squirt all the time because someone said that they're like woohoo now that you've squirted once you'll be doing it all the time here's a link to some puppy pads (laughs) (laughs) i'm like great because i like to masturbate in bed before i sleep right now am i going to have to sleep well actually i did last night and my thought was am i going to have to start (laughs) sleeping on a towel you were asleep. I'm oh, sorry. I must have been way asleep. <laughs> you were snoring. You were asleep. Okay. Uh, so, and then real quickly, here's the answers to all the questions on uh, the sex uh, the sex subreddit. Reddit. Okay. Uh, swallowed cum off my boyfriend's stomach. Not sure if that's a weird move. No, that's hot. Oh, uh, these are the headlines yes. under sex. Boyfriend asked me to be more vocal during sex, but there's nothing to be vocal over. Try yes, more, thank you, do this, do that. I love being vocal. <laughs> I am a straight female. Why am I so turned on by gay male porn? A lot of us are. <laughs> <laughs> I, female 28, am considering fucking this cute guy. He's only 21. Would it be wrong? No. No. <laughs> Uh, and then we won't get into, oh, this last one. My seemingly innocent girlfriend is kinky as fuck. Good. <laughs> 220 Yay. comments to that one. I bet the top one is, well, you lucky bastard. Why is that a problem? <laughs> no, it's probably something like, well, if it, if it works for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what the number one t- comment is? Mm-mm. Learned about aftercare and subdrop. Oh, good. The immediate question after that is, what's up, Job? So there you go. We were actually asked that question. Um, We just went to a a conservative (laughs) southern Ohio town yesterday morning Mm -hmm. um, at a UU church. And it was after their... Oh, I can't think of it. After their meeting in the morning, Sunday morning. <laughs> their service. It's their called. service. Yes. yes, thank you. And um, we went to their tea that they have after service because um, someone brought us in specifically to ask sexual questions about how to be open sexually. Not just open relationships, but just open mm-hmm. sexually and open with your sexual self. Right. And we were asked that, too. What is subdrop? What is that collar you're wearing? What is, you know, they asked some poly questions. They asked really good questions. I was a little nervous about talking at a church. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. At least it wasn't it wasn't in the church, per se. You know, it wasn't in the um, the place where the pulpit is. <laughs> But um, it was downstairs in their tea room. And uh, UU churches are usually pretty open, so it wasn't that bad. But it was still a church, mm-hmm. right? But uh, they, it went really, really well. Yeah, it was a very open-minded, very op- welcoming mm-hmm. group of people. Mm-hmm. No doubt absolutely, about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so beyond that, Don, I did want to mention that the um, Sexy UU podcast did you know the sexy you? Boy, that was a horrible, horrible segue. <laughs> did you know the sexy you? You podcast is higher rated than Erotic Awakening. I did not. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. So, I'm not much in the way of tentacles today. No, no. Um, let's see. So, but from good old Johnny Jackhammer and Good Witch of the North. So sent me a picture of an octopus tile that their friend had made. And Good Witch of the North uh, tingled when she saw it. So yeah. she now <laughs> understands Maybe she has her own a little bit of on. what I'm going through and wants to know if I have any resource links. 
and uh, I can pass her on <laughs> quite a few that have been sent to me. So I was going to say you have a few, yes. I also had a good conversation with uh, Johnny Jackhammer. Um, I can't wait to talk to them again when we go to uh, Kinky College up in Chicago, but um, about flirting. So, because we've been talking oh. a lot about flirting, and I've been writing on FET about the difference with flirting and offering yourself up on a silver platter and. <laughs> <laughs> how sometimes if if you don't if you can tell the person you're flirting with doesn't know you're flirting with them you can just offer yourself up on a platter some people like it some people don't mm-hmm. but uh yeah so I had that conversation that was good yeah, yeah. very cool <laughs> so Don uh, currently we're at uh, I have good Ooh. news for you yeah we're currently at 24 of 26 right okay good actually Two. we're at 24 and a half of 26 oh that's right because half go- of us did one of those I'm going to go back to number 18, Uh-oh. Make Yourself Squirt. We, had, we gave ourselves half a point for that one. Oh. Now we it's get a full, a full point. point. Yeah. Because we how had both did, squirted. How did we get a half a point Because on I one? squirted. I squirt all the time. Oh, that's I right. I squirt all over the place. <laughs> well, you've probably made people squirt, too. Um, or gush. Gush, yeah. Gush. I, so, you know what? I would have to say, yeah. But And you know what? If I had squirted, if I had shot out like I see on videos... I would have known what that was. Right. This was a gushing. This was a, a release. So that was weird. Yeah. And I will tell you that there are occasions where I've played with people who are squirters. Mm-hmm. And not squirters because of my great skill at causing people to squirt, but they're just naturally squirters. Oh. And I could think of at least one who doesn't like that at all. She says that, it's quite inconvenient. It's a real pain in the ass. Well, that's what I'm wondering now. Now that's my concern. I've been all this time going, I don't know how to squirt. Nobody, Maybe I'm broken. And now I've squirted. And I'm like, oh, hell, this can be very inconvenient. Sucks. If I masturbate in my car, I have to worry about the seat now. Speaking of which, here we go. <laughs> Number 27. Have someone else give you an orgasm in public. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, watch porn with someone other than your partner. What would that be? Uh, no, that's... Oh, okay. absolutely. Bad porn and brownies. Yes. So we've absolutely done it that way, but I had another vision pop into my head. I watched porn once with the ex-husband. Yeah. And but his, he was your partner at the time. And his sister. Yeah, that's weird. We were at her girlfriend's place who wasn't home, and I think it was like Debbie Does Dallas or something. Oh, okay. And that was... Yeah, but still, that yeah. was really Especially. weird. <laughs> But yeah, so we do it at Bad Porn and Brownies yes. all the time. And as well as um, when we go to leather contest, it's not oh. unusual to have, oh, hell, when we go to Kinky College. Yeah. There's a there's porn running in one of the theaters that mm-hmm. who knows is going to be. Right so there, absolutely. Yeah, right there in the yep. hotel. So, yep. Do an erotic photo shoot. Absolutely. Check. It's all over FetLife. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> have extra slow, sensual sex. Oh, yeah. Check. Mm-hmm. Some easy ones. Mm-hmm. Go at it without kissing once. Mm-hmm. I have. I've been to a swing club. I absolutely have. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, years ago, we you were having a couple watch us play, and then they decided to get involved in play. We were playing with them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, yeah, you can finger my pussy, but no kissing, no right. kissing. We're not a, so right. it's funny. That's that's an interesting one when you negotiate your BDSM scenes, depending on who you're negotiating with. You know, that may be something that you have to mention as well. Normally, not so much for BDSM. 
Yeah, usually there's not much kissing in a BDSM scene. Right. So if you want to kiss, absolutely negotiate that. But I've absolutely played with people that, you know, they're like, the people that come to play with me that want to play with me are most likely to want to play with me because I'm a sensual player. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I don't know what you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, I, I just some kind of a sensual scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, we have to define what that is to you. Right. Because for you, it me. means kissing. Whereas for me, I had a, um interaction with someone that only wanted to do oral. Mm-hmm. So there was no kissing involved. It was just about the oral sex. Right. So. So here's, a, here's two. One's an easy slam dunk. One's, uh, I don't think we're going to get it. Okay. Uh-oh. Go to a sex fetish club or party. <laughs> Boom. We run them. Yes, we run them here. Um, have people take body shots off of you. Body shots? Like alcohol? Yeah. Uh, no. Nope. I've never had anybody take a shot off me. No. Well, you don't do alcohol. And when I'm around alcohol, people are too busy just drinking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it on my body. Uh, That'd be kind of fun, though. Have, like, jello shots between my boobs. Uh-huh. And, Maybe, maybe. This goes back to being young and being old. Yeah. This was a thing already. (laughs) We were old before it was a thing, and now it's no longer a thing. (laughs) You know what? No, I take that back, though. I will say, uh, I can recall we've at least been to one leather club where they were doing shots, jello shots, selling jello shots off of bodies for fundraising. Yeah. But still, we missed that vote. We missed that boat, and uh, and I'm trying to think. I'm like, if anybody would want to pour alcohol on me and then lick it off, that'd be awesome. That's not a body shot, though. But no. that's maybe if it's just hot. poured in directly into your little belly button. Ooh, or down my clit. Oh, really? Alcohol on your clit? Yeah, think of like a wine cooler or something. Yeah, yeah. Think of fizzy. Uh, think of cinnamon oh, sugar. on your clit. No, no cinnamon. No cinnamon schnapps. <laughs> No, or nothing with sugar in it. So really, you couldn't do it. Girls don't like sugar on there. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'll bring the peanut butter. It causes weird got the things, bread. right? <laughs> uh, two more. Use ice to tease someone's body. Absolutely. I've been um, fucked with ice before. Have some. Yeah. Always Vaseline it. Yeah. Have someone. So it doesn't stick to your skin. I'm just trying to remember if it was me or not. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was actually. Oh, it was a popsicle. Oh, well, popsicle, sure. <laughs> I was going to say... Um, At our first apartment. Oh, we were kinky people. <laughs> you someone's, have someone use ice to tease you? Yes. And yes. Have you had someone use ice to tease you? I, does a frost, a Wendy's Frosty count? Sure, it's cold. Then yes. And I've had ice in my mouth when I've gone down on you. Well, there you go. Uh, what's uh, 26 plus 9 is 35. Uh-huh. And 24 plus 8 is 34. I'll have to double check these numbers because they somehow we've climbed too much. All right. Wait a minute. Math. I think there's only one we haven't done, right? No. Here's what we haven't done so far. So we're on number 35. Okay. The ones we have not done, we have got not credit for, and I'm growing through these. Half a point for let a girl use a strap on to fuck you. Mm-hmm. Zero points for use a strap on to fuck a guy. Mm-hmm. And have people take body shots off of you. So we're down to an, 
So that is two and a half. Thirty-five minus two and a half is thirty-two and a half. Is that what you said? Something like that. Well, folks, we're not kinky enough to be keep doing this podcast. <laughs> we'll have to move on to some other religious study. Um, <laughs> and that is pretty much it. Before we get into our interview on uh, TNG and this next generation groups, anything else that. You had said that uh, squirting was on your bucket list. Do you have anything left on that bucket list? Oh, hell yeah. So I do. I have some stuff. I need to get busy with it. But we're in, oh, see, we're just, <sighs> my, my. <laughs> the fuck was all that, dog? That is, that's my brain working too fast. Um, I have a bucket list that's called 101 Goals in 1,001 Days. Mm-hmm. And I've got one that's just a regular one and then one that's a naughty one. But they all end at like the end of this month. I've been running them for three years. There's stuff on there that I have not done, and now I don't have time to do it before this one ends because of BTL. Ah. We're winding down. We've only got a few weeks. Tickets, yes. tickets are almost sold out, and you'll got notice stuff so, to do. Oh, podcast <laughs> listeners are not pitching the Beyond the Love tickets anymore because they're, they're almost about sold, sold out. out. Oh, so. you can still get one or two, though. Yeah. If you want one, go ahead and grab it now. So hotel rooms are almost out as well. So, Dawn, recently your... 20-something-year-old son has expressed an interest in you buying him a flogger, I hear. No, he didn't want me to buy him a flogger. He wanted me. He wanted to know if I knew of any flogging flogger makers. I see. So, and that, yes. And I had to tell him, yes, yes, I do. And then he's like, this is a weird conversation. And I'm like, not the weirdest we could have. Yes. So <laughs> one of the things I want to do is avoid seeing him at scene. Absolutely. So we're gonna, tonight we're going to talk about TNG. And we have Heather Elizabeth, a sexuality educator and coach and a a person who knows about these TNG groups. So let me start off by what is the heck... Hi, Heather. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. (laughs) Hey, Dan. Hey, Don. And good to see you again. One of my favorite Canadians. Thanks. Don't tell Kevin and Katie. Okay, fair. Um, What is TNG to start with? What's that stand for? Okay, TNG stands for the next generation. Um, And it looks a lot of different ways because it was created back in the 90s by Boy Meat... Joshua Hightower, uh, originally Lady D and Margot Eve kind of made this like joke out of it, out of being ostracized from the larger group. And then uh, Boy Meet Joshua, Kira, and Shell um, created the TNG as a special interest group. Okay. Um, this is, yeah, this is all back in the 90s. So okay. technically, it's an 18 to 35-year-old range. So people in that age range can get together and have their own space. Now... It isn't like a permissive thing. Like you don't have to apply to get that kind of name. So lots of people set it up in their own way and it looks different. Mm -hmm. So in Toronto, I was part of the TNG for nine years Mm -hmm. before I kind of like stepped back um, because my life got hectic and I was like, I can't organize this anymore. Love you all. But so we allowed 18 to 35 year olds plus their partners. Like if you're significant Mm -hmm. to our members, you're significant to us, come on in. Other people, like over in Kitchener, um, Peanut, who's here with me this weekend, she runs the TNG, and at 35, you age out, and that's it. No partners. So her own partner can't come to the TNG anymore, because because Lark has aged out, and like now he's gone. Oh, yeah. That's sad. It. I mean, it can be sad and not sad, depending okay. on, on what the purpose of the TNG is for, right? Okay. And it's... I, I, people often are like, isn't that exclusionary? And we're like, yeah. well, yes. So it's on right? our questions of lists. Yeah. So, please, yeah. <laughs> so it, I mean, it, it's for sure exclusionary. But in the same way that uh, like queer spaces are carefully constructed mm-hmm. to be filled with the people who fit this, or like men's only space, or like right. polyamorous only space, like sometimes you're looking for people who are just more like. 
Right. Right? So try not to think of it so much as, like, like someone always gets excluded. Even in inclusive spaces, it might make it uncomfortable for someone else so that they exclude themselves from that space. So this is a carefully crafted space. Um, and yeah, and I know, I know some don't have that. Some people have set their age, upper age limit at 40. Right. Some people have set their upper age limit at 30 because they were like, no, a 31, like a 35 year old and 21 year old have nothing in common. So like, why are they hanging out together? So, right. But yeah. So why is it? Why, what is the value of people in a particular age range having their own separate space? Yeah, there's a lot of different things. So number one, finding people your own age is relevant for when you're doing things like dating, especially if your kink is turning into a lifestyle thing, right? Like if you're sitting there thinking you want to do some kind of like more, I'm on podcast, you can't see my air quotes, <laughs> but they're air quotes, traditional style relationship where you meet someone, you, you know, kind of pair bond, you might get married, you might have kids. It makes sense to do that with someone who's about in your own age range, sure. right? Like if you're, if you're 24 and looking to have babies, you're probably not eyeing up 60 year old people to be your match. Unless you're 60 and want to have babies, then you might be eyeing up a 24 year old, but it's mm-hmm. complicated. That's right. Yeah, that's a different conversation. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that is. Uh, so there's, so there's first of all, just finding like-minded people. So you can sit there and complain about the tests you're taking in university, or how you're afraid of the job market, or how mortgage buying is so fucking confusing, mm-hmm. and you're having it with other people who are going through that similar lifestyle thing. Okay. Right. There's also um, for some people who are coming in new to the scene. And this isn't to say that TNGers are necessarily new, and I want to, like, new people come in at all ages, mm-hmm. but knowing that there is a space of people most like you can be feel safer for some people, right? So you don't have to go in there. You don't have to necessarily run into, like, your parent mm-hmm. at a TNG if you're in a smaller city and there's only so many spaces to go to, right? right? Like, some large cities are blessed with lots of munch locations, but if you are in a small town and there's only a TNG munch and an all-ages munch... And you know your parents are kinky, you might run into them. Right. At the all ages much where is Unless this your parents are poly and dating someone that's not much older than you. <clears throat> <laughs> like Let's us. Let's move on though. <laughs> so but um I actually had um I remember when TNG started, and I can actually remember having an issue because Dan and I would have just been about the age of the upper limit okay. when they started. And um, but we had come into the community and in LA is what was available in our area, and it was leather elders that were in the in a, you know in, in in LA at that time in in Columbus, and we actually learned a lot from them. Mm-hmm. I I don't even know that I would have wanted to have been in a TNG group where it was all young people just starting out because there was so much knowledge yeah. we learned from, by osmosis. So I hear you, but that's a misconception about TNG that it's young people mm-hmm. starting out. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend that nobody gets kinky before they're the age of 18, mm-hmm. right? Let's pretend okay. right. we're blank slates at 18. Right. By the time you're 35, you still have, oh my God, math on the fly, 17 <laughs> years of experience. You have mm-hmm. half of your life under your belt, right? Right. And so when it is that age range, there's still a ton of, like, we had people, they're aged out now, but when I first got into kink, uh, the suspension was taught by a TNGer mm-hmm. because they were the one who knew the thing. Um, the, the scalpel and the extreme medical stuff was taught by TNG people because they had gone out and learned the skills and studied the medical textbooks. And the TNG had knowledge that uh, older members of the community didn't have because they were young, but they still had 
right. a lot of experience under their belt. So, so yes and no. T- like TNG can be a space where there's a lot of new people. Mm-hmm. Or or it can be that kind of wealth. And often it's both, right? Like like an average munch. Mm-hmm. There are people who have been around for years. There are people who are, are just coming in. And there's there's everything like in between that, too. Oh, if you don't mind me asking, I know this is a personal yeah, question. Sure. How old are you now? I'm 35. I just had my birthday last Wednesday. I'm so you have you officially aged out or do you still got a this year? This would be my year. This would be my last year. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that out of twenty six. The question would be, I, and the question you want to be able to answer the question until next year, at the point that you oh, do age do? out, yeah. Whether it still feels fair, whether it still feels reasonable that something has happened that's changed you so much that your peers are no longer your peers and you're not allowed to be with them anymore. Oh my god, I can do that right now. <laughs> like I can go into a TNG months right now and listen to the frosh, like the people that are going into their first year of university. And I'll be like, oh, baby, like, are you old enough to drink? Are you sure you look 12? <laughs> right? I can yeah. see that in and of myself. Uh, and also, TNG was never supposed to be this, like, like, and, and you can read, Boy Meets written fantastic speeches on this. You can, there's an article you can look up called, um, what is TNG? So what is TNG plus Boy Meet? We'll make this come up for you. And it talks about TNG as a gateway. And a space where you can go to where you can find that like-minded peerness and use that as kind of an anchoring for exploring the rest of the scene. Oh. So it's never supposed to be this like walled off, created off space. And then at like 35, they kick you into the wild list. Like, I think that's possibly the plot of Blade Runner. I haven't <laughs> seen it. I'm not sure. Um, but it's not that, right? So I have been in my local scene for, since 2005, so 12 years. Um, and I... I've hung out with people my age. I've hung out with people like that I call my kink grandparents because they're for sure in their 80s. Uh, now I hang out with people younger than me. Like I have a good mix of, <laughs> of attending local munches. And TNG can be great for meeting people to form a little posse with, right? Like to make my... Remember when I was newer in the scene, I had me and two other young women that we were like all single. We were all submissive. We would go to events together, right? And we met at TNG, but we would then like go out to the munch together or go out to the party together. And that's where I found some of my families that I could then branch out further into the scene. But don't wait until you're 35 to start exploring what else is out there, right? Because then you will. Oh, it'll take you by surprise. Yeah, you'll feel <laughs> scarce and you'll feel like it will feel like that loss. But if you if you take the TNG and appreciate the TNG for what it is, like-minded, like extra like-minded space, and then also check out who else is out there because... Because like you said, yeah, there's a ton of people to learn from in this scene. There's mm-hmm. so much to learn from our elders. And elder doesn't necessarily mean age-wise, right? right? It can mean experience, but for yeah. sure. And learning from the elders is a really important part. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm going to um, recognize that the reality of the 90s when we started TNGs and the reality of 2017 where we yeah. are today is very significantly different. You are now in charge of all TNG groups across North America. Oh, wow. What is the appropriate age range? Oh, man, I would actually say, okay, if I'm in charge and I get my own little private dictatorship, I'm going to actually set one for 16 to 20-year-olds, okay. and then I'm going to set a second group for 21 to, I guess, 35. Yeah, okay. 21 to 35. Um, because I think, because people don't come at 18, like, magically blank, right? Like, we have to... We have to be real about the fact that people are exploring at a very young age and trying this stuff out, and it's more accessible than ever. Like to find fat life, to find these kind of things. 
Um, yet at the same time, like we know your frontal lobe hasn't finished developing right. until the age of 25, right? And there is, I think, like my big beef and one of the reasons I appreciate TNG space is older people who set themselves up as mentors, and again, you can't see my quotes because right. this is podcast, and protectors, <laughs> right. and they do that through isolation, and they do that through control, and they do that through that kind of like, it's a big, bad, scary world world out there. You can't take care of yourself. Hook up with me and I'll take care of you. Right. And they never, in their protectorship and in their mentorship, they never make it about making the other person an independent person who can set their boundaries and set this stuff. They really, like, that stuff is so skirting the line of abuse to me. So so that, I feel like, is the one safety value of TNG. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there can't be abusive people at a younger age, but it's easier to spot the bullshit when it's when it's the bullshit you see around you all the time. Like, like all the 21-year-old guys are kind of bullshit in the same way. Yeah. yeah. Right? And all the 22-year-old girls are kind of bullshit in the same way. Okay, sure. But that kind of older can be, can be different. So yeah. yeah, so I would split it from the from the sixteen to twenty, and then twenty one to thirty five, I guess, maybe thirty even. I know I know both Boy Me and Joshua have said that they wish they'd capped it at thirty. Yeah. Because because there's a huge gulf between yeah. between even twenty and thirty five, right? Sure, sure. Oh yeah, kids, family, jobs. Yeah. Yeah, all kinds of different experiences at that point. Yeah. So so our frontal lobes don't fully. So yeah, yeah you're until twenty five. This is a terrible thing. Your your ability to plan for the future and think about the future and think about the consequences of your actions yeah. that doesn't fully form until you're about twenty five. So when I said I had my kids young and stupid at nineteen and twenty three, I'm really being valid. I'm really being true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I mean, they got out young too. So <laughs> that's why I'm partying now. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the thing, right? Like we don't we don't necessarily fully consider our consequences and that long term planning stuff is a is right. a thing that finishes developing. When you are well into your life, <laughs> which is not the way our society is set up, right? Right. Yeah. So, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Don't mind. Do you feel that the people that are dating people outside the TNG range are kind of in unnecessarily attending TNG stuff. I guess the what I'm asking is it freaky to have a 50-year-old guy that's dating a 35-year-old show up at the TNG much? Uh, wait, just... let, let's put that as more reality. Is it freaky to have a 52-year-old guy dating a 31-year-old girl? But I don't go to the TNG much. <laughs> I was like, does that happen to be you your could. partner's age? Yeah, yes. Obviously, she's looking. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, the people on the podcast can't see Dawn's using air quotes. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the interesting thing. Our TNG... On our, on our yearly anniversary in Toronto, we open it up to all ages with the idea that if you have aged out, it's like homecoming. Okay. You can come back and catch up with your people that you don't see. Toronto has like six munches and they're very, they're all cross-populated, right? But the idea is you can come back to TNG, you can come back to the space, come back to the venue, like homecoming kind of shit. Oh, can I swear on your podcast? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> homecoming kind of shit. And every single time we get that, we get very, very older people, often male, who come, who have no connection to the space. And they are creepy, right? Like, because they have no connection to the space. They have no connection to the people. They are there because they want to date a young, hot thing. Right. That is not necessarily problematic, right? Not necessarily. Like, there are all sorts of age differences in relationships that can make sense. But it's, it's a higher risk. 
factor, right? It's mm-hmm. it's more potential to be exploited. They're probably potential. not a very comfortable space if you're there. I don't think it's comfortable for them. They don't tend to interact with other members. They tend to wind up congregating with themselves uh-huh. all over at a table, right? So, it, or comfortable for the younger females that are just there to hang out. And we we outnumber them significantly. Like oh, there our you go. <laughs> our TNG munch um, at its height was having about a hundred people out a month. Wow. Um, now I would say it's probably around eighty, but at the but at the year thing, there's like going to be hundred and twenty people out. Our venue right. has to keep count so we don't go over fire right. control. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's there's enough people around that it's not a thing. But okay. people who who have who just happen to be dating older people, those older people are cool and they are chill and they're connected to our members, so they are connected to this space. Okay. And we okay. see them at the parties and we have conversations with them. So it's not that TNGers hate old people. Well, okay. <laughs> TNG was not designed to be a space where old people are like awful and creepy and yucky, right? Mm-hmm. It was just designed to be a space where we could meet with more of the same. Okay. And so Can we say older instead of old. Oh sure, <laughs> older. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm trying not to remember that I'm old. I'm older. <laughs> yeah, I I call myself old, but I recognize whenever I travel in the south, and someone calls me ma'am. Oh. I once had a bartender follow it up every time with "You're not old." He'd be like, can I get you a drink, ma'am? You're not old. And I was like, thank God you can read my face. Otherwise, I would not tip you. Right. And no one right. would be happy. Miss is usually safe. Ma'am, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Heather, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. If people want to find out more about you and what you do, how do they do that? So, if you're curious about me and the stuff I do, there's heatherelizabeth.ca. If you want to know specifically about my kink stuff, I maintain a blog called Kinkopedia. And that is kinkopedia.wordpress.com. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks it's a pleasure to me. see you again. Yeah. And I hope that next time I see you, you bring me some Smarties. Ooh. Not those crappy American powdery sugar things. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Chocolate Real chocolate Smarties. Smarties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>